Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? At B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. We thank you so much for joining us. We had a long hiatus. Now we're back to our normal week-long hiatus back at you. I told you before we recorded that I was going to kind of like... I had a flow that I had in mind to this pod. Yep. Okay, you ready? Boom, right into housekeeping. Housekeeping? No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping? Okay, right now. Right right now. Let's do it, baby. Told you. Yep. Okay. We have just a little bit of housekeeping, but it's not it's, good news. It's great news. It's, it's very sexy. the best of news. These four Big Ten teams have announced that they are going to have players, football players, returning to campus at these announced Dates, Iowa and Ohio State, June the 8th, Illinois, June the 3rd, and Nebraska, June 1. Players <laughs> back on campus. So congratulations to those four. There will be more that will come. Oh, yeah, um, it's going to be a, just a, like dominoes falling now. Yes, it will be. Um, my, I have two thoughts on this. One of them is truthful and comical. The other one is truthful and painful. Okay. Truthful and comical is, of course, Nebraska, like – I think June first was the like first date. It's the that first date that the, uh, you're the Big allowed Ten. to by I think by NCAA. So June first is it? Like they were like the second week. Well, get hold on. And did you notice like they waited like first Iowa announced, then Ohio State, then Illinois trumped them on the third, and Nebraska's like we're not getting beat on this June one, baby. Seven minute abs, man. Seven, Seven minutes. minutes. That's right. <laughs> but but what happens if somebody has six minute abs? No. <laughs> No, it's seven-minute abs, man. God, what movie was that? I don't even know. Oh, something about Mary. Something about Mary. Oh, was Mary, it? Mary? Okay. Yeah. Um, anyways. Um, and then the other one is uh, Truthful But Sad. And looking at you, Minnesota, because what is going to be interesting to see how this plays out is if if the Big Ten says you're open, right, you can go. Then it comes essentially down to the state yeah. and the athletic department that – lives Within in that, that state. state sure minnesota is not opening up at a rapid pace to put it lightly so i don't what, expect us we're, to... we're almost in june what happens if we get to mid late june and every other big team is practicing and minnesota cannot well like we talked about before at least they had eight spring practices so it's a good point that's something and i imagine everyone's going to get the same volume of work that they're allowed to put in aren't they for them i mean but you are still missing workouts yeah that'll be tough and i'm just not so sure that minnesota is going to open up on june 1 i'm really not neither am i it's going to be interesting to watch this play out yeah how deep could this go into they've they've shut down the minnesota state fair the great minnesota yeah. get together boy so I, it's not happening i was a little surprised that they again it seems like too early to do that we're still in may um, so if something is all the way out to uh, Labor Day weekend that is not allowed, well, that's pretty much when football starts. So, right. I don't know. That is something to keep an eye on. We're looking at you, Minnesota. Yep. All right. State of State Minnesota, of. not University of. So that's is that it for housekeeping? That's it for housekeeping. Okay. I mean, we just recorded a week ago, right? So there's only yeah. a couple. Not a whole so actually that folds perfectly into my next flow of things. Okay. Um, during these times, these, we don't say that word, but times that don't happen very often, not unprecedented, 
<laughs> but something okay. Um, drinking, drinking has uh, gotten a lot of attention. Not that it doesn't get attention the way it is, but let me ask you this: it seems to get a lot of attention on our podcast <laughs> yeah. specifically, and from our listeners. That's we, true. We have it, and we always appreciate the feedback. Yeah. Um, I love, by the way, I get DM'd uh, bourbon suggestions often. Really, always nice. Always Do you nice have one for me right now? Well, we talked about Buffalo Trace. I mean, just well, as but an that's example. old school. I, and then, that, and then I mean, Clyde Mays, just like Clyde Mays. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's what I got to try. Yeah. So, um, so there are three options. Pick which one uh, fits you for your level of drinking quarantine compared to normal, normal hmm. Big Kurt. Okay, drinking more. Drinking the same, drinking less. Drinking the same. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought I got little kids, so waking up with a hangover with little kids quarantine or not quarantine is is absolutely the worst thing in the world, regardless. So I just and, and plus I'm a wuss. I just I can't drink that often. Yeah, I've got my my like quota of hangovers in any given month. And I <laughs> I just don't go over it really. It's like, you know, this is how many I expect to have. Not more, not less. I think I'm, I think I'm at like a two and a, two point five for the month for hangovers. Oh, I'm at least four. I'm around four. four. So one one a week. What about one a week? Okay. Yeah. Um. Again, kids makes a difference. Yeah. Now, just because I'm not hungover, that doesn't mean I didn't drink the night before. It means that I, I'm much better now in my you know advancing into my the middle years of my life, much better at managing what I'm doing that night before so that I don't feel like crap the next day. Sure. You have to. You, you have to. It's it's self-preservation at this age. Um, uh, wife went to Costco and came back with a big thing of coconut water. I hadn't drank coconut water in years. I'm Now I'm back in love with coconut water. See, I don't get it. Never liked it. Don't, don't, can't say I like it, but dude, it, 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 it gets the hydration going. Hmm. Okay. So that's, that's one way of looking at it. So as me and you were texting back and forth, probably about. Food, football, or booze. <laughs> That's pretty much what it usually is. I had told you that I stumbled upon something that was a very tasty diversion, a little bit different from what we typically do, which okay. is I went to go make yes, an old-fashioned, like you would typically have it in a nicer restaurant bar establishment, and you're going to at some point, and I, taught, I got taught this. This was the step. If I haven't said this on the podcast yet, I, I apologize. I want to make sure the audience knows. I, I always made an okay old-fashioned, okay. but Big Kurt taught me to make a very good old-fashioned, which the final step is to rim the glass yeah. with the orange juice and then... Well, with the specifically the zest. Gotta, yes. You got to zest it. Zest maybe, it. And yep. then rim the glass because the it's the aroma, really, that makes the old-fashioned, the aroma of the orange. So, knuckles. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> you, you did that. Um, so that's, that is the only way I make my old-fashions now. Yep. Um, and, of course, only use the big you know block ice cubes because yes have to you know we're absolutely not, have to we're not in high school here correct um th- but i had no oranges the other the other weekend like and it you know i wasn't gonna go out and just get oranges but i had grapefruit so essentially i made the old-fashioned the same way but rim the glass with grapefruit and then yep put the grapefruit in phenomenal it it, it was and i tried it and i concur very good drink Thank you. So, and then we, you named it, right? Go, it's your name. I mean, I like the Grey Ghost. Yeah. Personally. That's af- good. After Red Grange. From Correct. the from the famous uh, the poem that Grantland Rice wrote about him. So I think we're going to call it the Grey Ghost. I'm Grey Ghost. Let's do it. Um, because uh, uh, Greyhound 
is a is is the grapefruit and vodka. Yes. So that greyhounds are good. I'm not a big vodka I, guy, but I love greyhounds. Greyhounds are good. Yeah. So well, great. So grey ghost works perfectly. I think so. Uh, but to preface that question about the the grey ghost that hadn't at that time been been named, I asked you the question: Do you like grapefruit? And you answered, do you, you know, I said, no, I don't like it. I love it. So, of course, we started talking about fruit. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> what else would you do at that um, point? And we've talked about fruit on the podcast before, where obviously we had a deep debate on on apples. Maybe this makes the list or not. I don't know. But so the quick ranking we're going to go with. OK, is so we're going to start with the fruit. We're going to start with okay. the fruit. But it does fold really well in. Do you not agree? With the title of the podcast yes. is What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Um, so, by the way, side note with that movie. Um, that movie came out when I was in high school. I think I was like a freshman in high school. And um, I, I never saw it because those weren't the type of movies. You didn't you didn't watch movies like that. No, it was a little. School. Yeah, it's a little too arty for a high school. Perfect. Kid, I think way too artsy fartsy. Yeah. I mean, any movie I watched in high school and into college was like things were blowing up and there was hopefully boobs. That was it. That was your two, that was your explosions, two explosions breasts. That's yes. it. That was the two things you need to have. <laughs> um, and at some point late in my college career, I was dating a girl that was a hipster doofus. So dad was an architect, you know, that type of deal. And she's like, Oh, you've never seen what's eating Gilbert grape. I know. Like, what are you talking about? You know? So that movie has stuck with me because it was like one of the first times I sat down to watch an actual drama, a, <laughs> yes. re- a real movie other than with, like with characters and a script and things like that and directing and acting. Well, I mean, like I'd seen Silence of the Lambs and Seven. I mean, those movies are drama because sure. those were effed up. Like you, you got to see like right. effed up stuff. So that was the draw. But yes, that was the first time I watched you know, so like, Gilbert Grape, it's not one of those movies that I saw right away. I w- waited till a number of years later. I don't know, maybe five years after it came out or something like that. Yeah. But was just uh, totally impressed when I saw the movie. Just blown away how great it was. I'm blown away by Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo was great. That that was an insane I mean, I guess that's really the first time I remember seeing Leo. Leo. On, on screen. Yeah. Because yeah. he was like, wasn't he like thirteen? Or yeah, something he was. Maybe? He was. He was a young, young yeah. dude. So. I don't think it was his first movie, but it's the first one I remember seeing him in. Right. Um, anyways, so not that grapes per se are a part of the movie, um, but anyways, it, it all folds together. That's that's what I'm I'm trying to go here. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna do our rankings. To do this, we're not gonna go back and forth. That's stupid. So I'm gonna. This seems like near and dear to your heart. I'm gonna let you go first. How's that? Okay. Can I start with some honorable mentions though? Absolutely. I think I'm going to start with honorable mention, then I'm going to go five to one. Perfect. Okay. Honorable I'm going to do, do the same thing. I eat, I eat apples pretty regularly. Apple is going to be an honorable mention here for me. One of the things, there's so many different varietals. Of course, we've talked about which ones we like. Yep. Um, and you can always get them, like the whole year round, right? And they're always pretty good. You don't have to wait for a certain season or, or whatnot. And they're, they're portable. They're easy to eat. It's not that I love them so much, like that the apple itself is so good, but I, it's just it's utilitarian. It is utilitarian, you know. So I have to put it on there. Now, here, here's a question I have: What about can we account for juices? Like, see, that- you're, here's the deal. Like, I almost thought about can we talk real quickly on the criteria? Let's. Well, I think we should do that. Okay, good because that I have lots of criteria. Taste is just one of them. I agree. Ease of eating is a big one. Oh my god! Okay, I knew you were. I knew we we're gonna be. 
100% ease of eating, messiness. Yeah, uh, but like uh, versatility, all I think that is stuff. one too. Versatility. Because like certain certain fruits make excellent juices. Correct. Others do not make excellent juices. And I th- I'm I counting d- the juices. <laughs> we didn't talk about this ahead of time. I knew you were going to have <laughs> this criteria like me. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. good. That's, so I, I gave my honorable mention of apples. I'm also gonna throw lemons and limes in there because you don't really eat them. You know, they're just garnish. But I love them, yep. so I have to at least give them a, a mention. Now, this the, is the cringing that I'm doing over here is just you sapping all of my ah, damn all, all of my juice, all your juice that I have. Damn for it. My, but good. That's okay, good. so it's then fine. I also have like a, what would be the opposite of honorable mention? Oh, you got a, a hall of shame. I hall of shame. Okay. I have a hall of shame, and it's any. Tropical fruit, except for pineapple. You could throw out passion fruit, guava, yeah. mango. Yeah. Mangoes are right. I don't like mangoes at all. Is uh, is kiwi strawberry a, a So kiwi, tropical? I guess, would be tropical. I, I, I like, like kiwis. Yeah. I don't love them. They're just okay. And they're annoying. It's so hard to peel yep. them. And, yep. Yep. Okay. No thanks. But but pineapple's good. So here I, I'm now getting into my list. Okay. Starting at five, moving up to one. Five. And this has an asterisk on it. Boy, you got All right. I thought a lot about this. The cantaloupe. Okay. Do you know why the asterisk? Do you have an idea? No. Because only one out of ten of them is good. But when you get it, it's it's amazing. amazing. It's amazing. But 90% of them suck. So that's a huge asterisk for me. That's That's a good – and it's also nice to hear that you also suffer from the the issue of so many cantaloupes being bad. Oh, I mean – yeah, I, like some of them just taste rotten right away. You you throw them out, or the ones that that like it's like you're you're like chewing a piece of wood or something. Yeah, it's so yeah, hard. yeah. Mm. So cantaloupe is on there, but it's got a big asterisk. Number four, this also has a minor asterisk because you can only eat them when they're in season. Peaches, okay. Peaches are awesome for about two to four weeks a year, somewhere in that. Good range. point. Yep. Okay, number three, it really only makes the list because of its juice is the orange. Because I is I do like eating them, but it's just it's too much work. Way too much work. And then I'm number two. I'm going grapefruit for basically the same reasons. A, a, like a fresh squeezed grapefruit juice is one of the best things on the planet. Absolutely incredible. I love eating grapefruit, but it's just again so much work to dig in and and eat the 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 meat out of there. So it only gets number two. So to so to to branch off on this, this was also another part of this actually ties. Back in with Leo, um, I when we were texting back and forth about our love for grapefruit, I said, "Do you remember the scene in Titanic when they showed the luncheon and they were rolling out the cart and it was already the pre uh, peeled and ready to eat grapefruit?" I'm like, "God, that was awesome!" And of course, Kurt texts back, "I've never seen Titanic. Never saw it. Because <laughs> you're always the con- to see it. Because you're always the contrarian. Because I remember when it came out, everyone kept telling me to see it, and I got annoyed at how people kept." insisting that I see Titanic. And I said, I'm not going to see it. And I still to this day have not seen the movie. I will say, obviously they had to uh, uh, wrap, you know, the love story in with it. Of course. But you get boobs with the love story. Okay. Very. I'm not going to lie. I have Google. <laughs> Google that scene. And I would say, it, and although you're a contrarian, you're also a historian. It is cool to see, like it's history. Like they, they do it. a good job of. I, I think it. you should. I think you should see it. I'm, That's all right. Okay. I think I'm fine all without right. it. Right. And number one, the raspberry. What? Yeah. Raspberry. Raspberry. You got no issue with the with the seeds and teeth. Love the seeds. What? 
I mean, I gotta have floss afterwards, but I I like the seeds. I like crunching on the seeds. Wow, that's masochistic, man. Love it <laughs> for real. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Raspberry taste is is good. Wow, raspberry. I actually enjoy the seeds. I did not. Would not have in a hundred years yeah. thought that. So give give and go the, go go five through one. So again. okay, five through one. Um, five is cantaloupe. With that big asterisk yep. on there, four is the peach, three is the orange, two is the grapefruit, one is raspberry. And I'm going to point one thing out about the raspberry. There's, there's, there's some nostalgia there. When I would visit my grandmother when I was a kid, oh, she always go. had raspberries for okay. us. Okay. Well, that's, that, make, that makes sense. And it was then. the only time I ever ate them. Okay. That makes Once sense. Once a year, then. I ate so I had to, you should have led with the grammar raspberry. Probably should have. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay. Um, I, don't, I didn't make a hall of shame. And in fact, I wanted to passionately... Ah, but not see what you did there. Fruit. Um, say that I don't know if I've ever disliked a fruit I've ever tried. I like I, I like. It's weird that some people say I don't like fruit. To me, it's like how do you that not doesn't like make fruit? any sense that doesn't make me. any sense. So there are some fruits I'm just okay with, but I still like. Then it ranges up to just I absolutely love. So I really can't make a hall of shame. Okay, if that makes sense. But I do have some honorable mention. Um, Peaches, I just added because I just flat out forgot about that. But you bring up a good point. And you, you stole my thunder with limes. You can't eat a lime. But the so many things that you can do with a lime, drinks, salsa, putting it over top of your you know yeah. meats of some sort, like a fish or whatever. Lime you is, ever, did you ever li- read, in your beer. Lime and Corona. The, oh, yeah. Tastes excellent. Dude, it's just. Ever read the book Johnny Tremaine? No. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Reference <laughs> lost. <laughs> <laughs> need to put a stop There's around a character it. in that book that would eat limes. Yeah. It's the only time I've ever heard anyone eating a, a whole <laughs> lime. Um, oh, okay. That's why. All right. Um, cantaloupe, I have down. Uh, Hall of Fame. You, you brought up all the good things. Uh, or I don't remember You brought up all the good things about that. Bananas. Um, like, but I, I don't get ever super jacked to eat mm-hmm. a banana. But it's easy to eat. It's easy. And I, I just, I feel like I, I can feel the potassium going down in me. And I love that. I just love the potassium. It's got its own container. It. Yeah. That, it's amazing. I mean, that, that you can just throw away. Boom. Done. Um, and then an, another special note now, because my kids love bananas. So you just peel it, throw it at them. Yeah. And they just eat. They're, they're happy about it. My cousin hates bananas more than anything on the planet. Like it was a known thing in our family. Don't, don't get it bananas around Ross. Yeah. Know. I mean. I, I know some people like that. And to be honest with you, I get it. I, I can understand why somebody would hate it. I can kind of get it with bananas. Blueberries in the same group as bananas. It's a breakfast fruit. Very much. D- do I get super excited to eat blueberries, but they're very antioxidant rich. They go great. Throwing them in some yogurt. Oh, or in cereal. Like same thing. Yogurt. Ooh. But yeah. just not, you know. Sure. Okay. So number five, I have apples. Okay. Um, How do you thought like them apples, apples were... <laughs> Would have been disappointed if we missed that. Nice, nice work. Um, we probably don't need to talk much more on apples because we no, we've, 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 we've waxed poetic that, yeah. about apples. I think we've done enough. But I wanted to say this. I wanted to say this. Like today, I went grocery shopping. We got friends coming over tonight. Um, I got Honeycrisp. The Fujis did not look fantastic to me, so I oh I, I went to you Honeycrisp. went with the Honeycrisp. I mean, it's a it's a horse of pe- I'm gonna. I feel lab like I need apple. I, I, it's a lab apple. But it's better than being a pie apple. Um, so yeah, the honey. I got the honey crisp. They look, I don't know, bigger and juicier. I just want to say this: I buy the apples for the family because if the wife goes out and buys apples, she buys the bag of fifteen apples. Ugh. Dude, what do they do to those? They 
It's like they, speaking of lab apples, they extract the taste from those apples. Yes, of course. What is I mean, going on with well, that? Well, those are the garbage. How do you screw up an apple? I, but that's like the ones that, do we throw these out or do we try to sell? Tell do you, you think that's what it is? Yeah, it has to be. I don't get it. Like, it's, like it's a Fuji apple. It tastes I know. awful compared to like when I buy a Fuji apple yeah. separately. And No, you have to buy them individually. Yes, And you thank have to you. select which ones you think are going to taste Every the best. now and then. The right moment hits where my wife and I are in the car together and she wants to listen to the podcast. I'm going to fast forward to this point right here to make sure she another one. Because because, of course, when we're listening to the podcast, which, again, is not very often, she doesn't laugh laugh at a single thing. I say every time you say something, she dies (laughs) laughing. So now that you agree with me with the no bag apple, I got a chance for that. too. Okay, I'm going to say something she may not laugh at. You also don't let them buy coffee. No, absolutely not. That's you, I buy the beans. That's yeah. a man's job. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Glad we took care of that one. That's like like they say in the uh, Rudolph Red Red Nose Reindeer. That's man's work. Yes. That <laughs> things is. that things that typically probably wouldn't get okay. Number four, I have grapefruit. Um you already kind of hit on it. The taste of grapefruit off the charts. Yes. Probably number one it, or at least I right would say there. it might be the taste alone may be number one for me. I think it's the best juice. The, like oh God, a fresh squeezed like, grapefruit. Like oh. there is a relation from the fruit to its juice, buddy. Grapefruit maybe even goes higher than the like grapefruit juice is higher ranking than grapefruit. I apple so. juice is completely below an actual apple. Probably. I don't like apple yeah. juice. Orange juice about even. About even. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. Uh, but too much work. Too way too much. much. I mean, too much work. I sit I there and all day I stare at it at the grocery store. Do I really want to invest yeah. this much into one <laughs> piece of fruit? <laughs> so and going. then I usually just keep walking. Yeah, like <laughs> some other time. Like if you're hungover grocery shop and you're not buying a grape, no, too much work. Number three, I have specifically dark grapes. So red grapes are like kind of like the purple. I prefer the darker colored ones. Okay, personally. Okay, but I, I, they're not high. Grapes overall aren't super high in my list. But you tell they're 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 so functional. Like back in my you know pre marriage days, I would just rip off a vine of grapes, just walk into the living room, you sure. know, play some video games, watch a movie, whatever, and you had the you know the individual ready to go, and then you would just put the uh, you know the leftover stem vine thing whatever you want to call it on the table i'll clean it up later i mean it wasn't too much of a i guess i can't it, do that now is what i'm saying but that was that's part of it and it's just pick pop pick pop okay so we, we said there's many criteria i'm adding one here with grapes you've got this whole bunch some are good some are bad and you got to kind of weed through it sometimes you think it's good you pop in your mouth it's bad whereas with most fruit it's either good or bad and you th- if it's bad you throw it out like it's like, but that, that's a, that's another positive for grapes. Like ninety percent of the grapes are going to be good. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, that well, yeah, it's yeah. a very little waste. Okay. Like Fair. when I was making that retaining wall with the you know with the railroad ties, like I had very little waste there. I, I can look at the couple ends and I'm like, oh, that's not bad. I didn't I didn't waste any money. Same thing I feel about grapes. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Number two, shocked, sir, that this was not on your list. Okay. Shocked about both two and one. Right? I like. I feel like maybe with number two, you just missed it. I might I have. Be, okay. I could be wrong. Strawberries. No, I didn't miss it. I really? I, I like them, but it just like I I thought about strawberries. I thought about blackberries, but I, I I decided not to put them anywhere on any of my lists. Strawberries are one half fruit, one half dessert, in a in a but you got nature like, made. Okay. 
But hold on, you got to chop the, one, the stem off of it. each that one. Takes, that takes a seconds. Okay, I'll g- here's for instance, I have <laughs> strawberries in my refrigerator right now. The bad news is I didn't chop them as soon as I got home from the grocery store. If I chop them right away, I'll eat all of them. No problem. If I don't chop and I just keep looking at so it. So you lack dis- you lack discipline. I do. I do. So I lack what I fruit disciplines. What are. usually ends up happening is they sit in there a week and I throw them out. Can't do that. You can't make that mistake. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. We've all done it, right? Yes. Like it just gets pushed to the back of the fridge and you're like, ah, bottom layer's mush. You yep. know, gotta throw them out. But we don't we don't let food go bad much around here with two growing kids. Like yeah. the the fruit gets ate quick. Again, strawberries. Fancy restaurant strawberries dipped in chocolate is like that's a thing like st- strawberries just the other night just just out of the blue strawberry vanilla ice really cream good. oh god strawberry shortcake yeah it's fantastic and strawberry ice cream is really that's one of my strawberry uh, yeah the, as the neapolitan don't look down on the strawberry on the neapolitan yeah, range i agree um just the other night bowl I- vanilla ice cream through strawberries through a little chocolate syrup over top of it yeah that does sound good decadent out of nowhere just just with the crap i had in my fridge right that is the flexibility and the amazing taste that strawberries brings to the table. Okay. It, so it didn't make my honorable mention. It's like third team. Third team? Third team. Okay. Third team all. I mean, you're starting team. somewhere in third team. Okay. Number one for me, probably going to be a little bit controversial. Waiting to see your reaction here. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's go. Watermelon. Yeah. I, I mean, I can yeah? see that. Okay. I, I think I'm going to get dragged for this a little bit. I do like watermelon, but it's just one of those, it doesn't stand out. As great or, or okay. bad on the spectrum. It's just in the spectrum. Okay. So a little bit of nostalgia. When you think of watermelon, what's... What, you think of what, being a kid, like barbecue, summer. outside summer. Okay. Yeah, So sure. it's got nostalgia wrapped around it. The, air, the aromic smell that fills your house when you cut a watermelon. I mean, it lingers for two hours. It's, it's phenomenal. Do you ever notice how close in flavor, and I could be crazy on this one, a cucumber is to a watermelon? You're crazy on that one. I don't think so. I think they're almost the same thing. There's just more, obviously, sweetness in the watermelon. It's the same flavor, though. Just going to act like I didn't hear that. All right. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not done. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not week, done I'm talking. Eyes on big. <laughs> vegetables ranked five to one. And I won't compare any vegetables to fruit. I'll tell you that much. Um, okay. Rolling smell. feel like a ninja when I'm cutting the uh, watermelon. We got one gigantic knife. That's all. It's basically deemed the watermelon cutting knife. Yeah. You got it. I don't know about you, but every time I see a video, not that it happens all the time, but like a samurai sword, like cutting a water. I want to do that so bad. Like, like maybe on one of my birthdays, I'm, you know, wife's going to be like, what do you want? I'm like, I want somebody to toss a watermelon at me and and chop it with a sword. I I don't know. It just looks fun. You know, in crime labs, they actually use watermelons to like try to replicate imprints from like if someone Guns. has a blunt force trauma to the head hmm. yeah okay pretty pretty gruesome took a little bit of a weird turn yeah, here on, uh, um i can eat about three tons of watermelon in a sitting well that's and, the and thing i of, feel like it yeah. hydrates me it doesn't oh, i don't yeah, even feel of bad course it does. it's because it's 80 percent, probably more than that water it's yeah phenomenal. i mean it's very low calorie but you got yes. this big belly full of <laughs> water <laughs> yeah mostly water um love that you can like when people do the salads and moms will do the balls. That's cool. The oh watermelon ball. Yeah. Now, here's a question for you. I, just drop me in a bathtub somewhere just filled with watermelon <laughs> balls. Okay. Like, la- like, last one, too. Okay. Then we can. You ever put salt on watermelon? Yeah. Not my thing. God, my, that's, my, that's my dad thing. Not my thing. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm surprised, too, because I love 
salt in my sweets. Like if you get a chocolate chip cookie and it, you can really mm. taste the salt in it, that's what to me makes a great chocolate chip cookie. Definitely. Yeah. Got to have salt on there. So I, I forgot one in my Hall of Shame. Okay. This is Anyway, so there, there's my list. All right. So we, we go through it again. Yep. Five apples, typically Fuji Honeycrisp, yep. not from a bag. Four grapefruit, three dark grapes, two strawberries, a.k.a. the dessert fruit, and number one, watermelon. Solid list. Okay. I mean, Thanks, man. not very close to mine, but I still think it's solid list. So this to me is the um, the iceberg lettuce of the fruit world. Iceberg lettuce <laughs> being completely useless in every way, right? Can we all agree on that? 100%. Yeah, I mean, what is the point of it? it? No clue. It takes up physical space. That's about the only thing it does well. And maybe that's what you buy it for. It's like, I need filler in whatever I'm making, but that's it. I guess. So the honeydew. Because I, yeah. it, it's it's not like the cantaloupe where one out of ten is good. You just you keep expecting it to be good, and it never is. Right. You you know what fruit I thought would be on here with you being a fruit fan and a Seinfeld fan? Papaya. The pie. Well, again, that's a that's a it's a tropical, tropical fruit. fruit. Yeah. I don't so like no, papaya. No bueno. No. No bueno. Huh. But then they had the mango episode. Yeah. Which I at least which, mentioned. Mango. Which one made it move for George? Mango. It was the mango. It was the mango. Okay. Yeah. Made it move. Every time oh I God. watch those I Seinfeld moved. episodes, and they're eating the fruit. I'm like, God, I gotta get, I gotta get some fruit from things. Joe's. From Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that gets us through the fruit list. Now we will get into the what's eating Gilbert grape. So for this, what we attempted to do, since we are a podcast for the fans, by the fans. We reached out to several of our fans and pulled them and said, hey, fan of X team, Y team. When you are listening to national radio, national podcast, whatever, and they say basically the same tired crap about your team, your football program, what is that? We're going to talk about it on the podcast, and it's going or to be just a little. what other fan bases say about your team yeah. on Twitter. There could be fan bases wrapped around this, Twitter, stuff like that. I mean, I always feel like I get a little bit more annoyed by national media types than I do Twitter because Twitter's just yeah. jackhole down in yeah. wherever. Like, I think we all take Twitter a little too seriously, probably. And I put too yeah. much stock in it, I think. And I'm trying to, you know, not do that. Um, but it when it is a somebody that is supposed to be educated on the sport of college football and they have just the same tired takes over and over again. Uh, really, really drives me nuts. Right. Okay. Um, so, where do you want to start? You want to go? You want to start? Off? I can. I can okay. kick it off. Okay. I'm going to start with the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. All right. Now, we hear this one all the time, and I'm not a Rutgers fan, but it's gotten to the point where it annoys me. Okay. Rutgers, you don't belong in the Big Ten. Well, guess what? The Big Ten wanted them, and the Big Ten wanted them for the money. We're all taking the money. We love the money, right? Yeah. Yes, they belong in the Big Ten. We and, invited them, and I, 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 you know, I try to be as honest as I can. I haven't exactly been um, very nice. I don't know how else to say it on the records. So I am probably guilty of what you just said. So I, I'm just trying to own up to it. All okay. right. Um, but I would, but I would say. The times that I have had some interactions with Rutgers fans, and I think maybe I've said this podcast too, it's not Rutgers fan fault that they're in the Big Ten. Like, right. if you get an invite to to you to go hang out at a party where all the hot models are at, and you happen to be the ugliest guy in the place, you're like, I'm still glad I got invited to the hot model party. You just insulted Rutgers again, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
<laughs> that was Jeffrey the Greek that said that. That was not. All right. Big but anyways, the point I'm trying to get to is it is it is not their fault. Um, we do appreciate the money. And if, and it looks like, Shiano gets things up and running and they start winning games, they should enjoy the hell out of that. Well, and I'm going to throw one in there, another one. Just this is me talking. People saying Rutgers can never be good. Well, I mean, you know, the best indicator of future success is past success. So I guess in that sense, sure. But I just, they're the only team really in the, the Northeast, them and BC, right? The only Power Five team. They have a tremendous amount of talent in the state of Jersey right there. There's, they can be good. And the question I would have that I just recently had for uh, a Rutgers fan, I don't know if you want to say my, his uh, Twitter on the podcast, but I just said, you know, define good. Cause he was talking about year three for yeah. Shiano. And he said, definitely making a bowl, hopefully flirting with eight wins. I'm like, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Making a bowl. That's, yeah. that's a plausible shoot for, for Rutgers. It's fans. plausible. Yes, it is plausible. See now here you're being a little bit more pessimistic well, than I am. I'm just thinking about, Maybe we're spending too much time. That's Big Ten East, and it's just, you know, you're you're gonna you got to chalk up at least a couple losses before the season starts. So, but now you only he's, got ten he's, games. He's left. probably doing that if he's saying definitely a bowl game, hopefully challenging to get eight wins. That is right there. That's yeah. that's realistic. Yeah, it's realistic. Okay, all right. So how about this? We'll go right from one end to the other, and we'll go with Ohio State. Special shout out to. Connor Silverman at Connor Silv. Give him a follow on Twitter. Um, big Ohio State fan gave me the the question. Basically, I get this too. He's he's sick of hearing about the trap game. And let's, you know, and, and obviously we're talking about the 2017 loss to Iowa, the 2018 loss to Purdue. Side note, I'll probably get some Iowa fans pissed off at me here, but I am tired of hearing about the 2017 mm. Iowa win. Over Wait, don't Ohio forget State. about that 2007 Illinois win. Okay. Over him. Uh-huh. Boy, like, it was a shocking win. I enjoyed the hell of it. Obviously, if it comes on, you know, replay, I typically check it out. Don't get me wrong. I love the game. But, like, it's been two years. Let's let's move on now, you know. Um, three years, actually. But Well, I I guess I'm going to agree with you because I tell you, I'm, I'm really sick of seeing <laughs> that Rondale Moore play against okay, the Okay, then it's I, I mean, to Purdue. Still, I could probably open my phone right now and find it within somehow it's just playing right so as an ohio state fan can you imagine how annoying that would be they they basically beat everybody if you look over their record over the we'll say the last 10 years how many games have they lost that haven't been to another highly highly ranked team probably two probably two (laughs) it's right around two so like over i don't know 70 times they've played a good but not great team. They've lost two. It's still a pretty good record. And I, you can understand from Ohio State fans' point of view where they're like, okay, let's let's start to move forward here. And at some point, it almost becomes insulting to your own team to just keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. Like, we, we'll never do this again, so we better talk about it for the rest of our lives. That it, you just hit at the heart of why I'm sick of hearing about it as an Iowa fan. And I feel like... It's basically been like, you can't lose a game to Iowa. You can't lose a game to Purdue. Like, oh, yes. Like, losing a game at Kinnick to Iowa is the worst thing that could ever. That is why it drives me nuts more than anything. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Let's see. I'm going to move on. Well, I just mentioned Purdue. Let's move on to Purdue. So, Purdue, you know, typically known as a basketball school. They're good every year at basketball, even when they're not good. Somehow they still manage to be 
good. It gets right. really annoying as yep. a Big Ten basketball fan. But people just kind of project that to football and say, well, because they're a basketball school, they can never be good at football. And they have been good at and football. And they have been good at football. In I fact, mean, I would even go a step further now that we're talking about it. Look into the history of Purdue football. It's probably better than you understand it. Being. I'm sure it is. It was I'm sure it's better in than fact, the average fan. Really, thinks. really good for many decades. Yes, yeah. back, you know, in the past a little bit. Um, right before Joe, Joe Tiller, right after Joe Tiller. It's it's not been good. I'm not saying that. Correct. But, but again, look back into history. Purdue was a very good football program. I mean, just the Joe Tiller era alone. If I was a Purdue fan, I would still be living off of that era. Yeah. That was it was fun as a non Purdue fan to watch those Purdue teams. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was from at Boilermaker 4ER, okay. also known as Marcus the Goat. Right now, he returned to Marcus the Goat. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. Marcus the Goat season or something like that. One okay. of these guys changes his name all the time. Not the Don't do that, the name. people. Don't do that. That's hard to, that's hard to I know. follow I, you and get to, you know. It is. And all of a sudden, you see somebody in your DMs. You're like, who, you know who what it is? is it's guy? not good branding. It is not good branding. No. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the. Wisconsin Badgers, thanks for the question, complaint, however you want to call it, from Badger Truther at Yeah Buddy 2 if you want to follow him on Twitter. So his question is basically what you hear from the detractors is, yeah, Wisconsin's good, but they're, they fall in the big games, lack the big wins type of deal. And wrapped around, because I actually asked uh, two Badgers, Okay. Um, one of them was my uh, buddy, Sean. He kind of came back with the, almost the exact same thing, and they mm. both brought up the they're so sick of hearing about the lack of speed. Like that apparently is what you know kills Wisconsin as if yeah. they haven't recruited extreme speed at skilled positions, D-backs and whatever. No, but see, I what? Okay, well, first of all, let's let's debunk that a little bit. Okay, so we debunk that we spent time debunking it with the NFL Combine. That was you yeah. know the Big Ten in general, right? Um, so no big wins. Well, okay, they so since they're they're kind of resurgence in 1993. I think we can all agree that's when it started. They've won the Big Ten 93, 98, 99, 2010, 2011, 2012, and they lost to Penn State in the championship game in 2016. And Ohio State. I mean, that was not close, but in Ohio State. Okay, this year, that's a lot of big wins in there. Huge, lots of big You wins. don't win six Big Tens and lose two championship games without beating some good teams. And they've they've beaten Ohio State a couple times. They've trounced Michigan recently. Yep. They beat LSU recently. Um, there's definitely been big wins in there. And another thing that I would point out, if I were a Wisconsin fan, is I would immediately look at who the fan base is that is saying that to me. Because there's about a 94% chance yeah. that that fan base is well below Correct. your level of football play. Right. So I mean, it's pretty much everybody in the Big Ten not named Penn State or Wisconsin. Ohio if you're a Big State. Ten fan. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, I meant to say Ohio State or Penn State. And, hey, I'm, I'm going to go a little further than that for Badger fans and listen up Penn State fans. They're second only to Ohio State since that time period. In that time, in period, that time period. Second to them in, in Big Ten championships. Yep. I'm going a little bit recency biased. Um, sure. I mean, I told my my Wisconsin guy, Badger Truther, I said, right now, obviously, everybody knows it's Ohio State number one. Um, I would do 2A Penn State and 2B Wisconsin because yeah. I'm going a little bit, you know, recency bias, sure. stuff like that. But, like, Clemson, Alabama, um, I'm just trying to picture teams in the country that 
Georgia, I guess. Yeah. That's about it. Like, I know you could say LSU, but dude, LSU has been, was, was kind of not so great until last year. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're in the top eight for sure. Yeah. So but, some some big bowl wins too. They had five in a row before they blew it to Oregon. Yeah, they'd they'd beaten USC, Auburn, Miami twice. That that really good PJ Fleck Western Michigan team. They had a five five game win streak going there, and they and I would say typically they show out very well in bowls. Just well, usually in do, general. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I know not every bowl is a quote unquote big game, but it's still you know a nationally televised game. Um, and I would say that there is a wrapped around this Wisconsin thing that we're talking about, it also ties into disrespect to the Big Ten West. Because well, sure. people act like, well. I think that's a big part of it. Is there not in the And East? I think it's BS. Well, it is BS. I, I mean, mean, obviously, the, the Big Ten is, do I think the Big Ten West is the best division in all of football? No. Do I think it's the most disrespected in all of college Probably. football? Yes. You can be two things at once with that. And the thing that, that just people miss about the West is it's so deep. 100%. I, yeah. All right, you're up. Okay, I'm up. Who am I going to pick next? Spinning the wheel. Bzzz. We're going to land on Northwestern, the Northwestern Wildcats. So I reached out to our buddy, friend of the show, at champion underscore lit. What's up, Chappie? Tim Chapman. And he came back with a couple things. He said, well, first of all, we're not NW. We're NU, okay? We were here first. We are NU. The other one he came back with, which I think we may hear again before this is over, is that, sure, Northwestern wins, but they're not sexy doing it. So it doesn't really count. And I th- I, I think that's a good one. I think they yeah. do get a little disrespected there. So I should probably just sidestep the first one and, and save a lot of angry people. But Yeah, I'll take the brunt of that. You want to? I mean, the br- I mean, I agree with them. I they, do, too. They're a charter member. I know member. that's going to mess you up, uh, Nebraska fans, but. Charter member of the Big Ten. They, they were NU first. I don't know how else to say it. Right. That membership has its privileges. In this case, they were first. Yep. Yes, I know the direction of Northwestern. Like, if somebody is pointing which direction to walk in the field to get to the barn. It's NW. It's NW. But this is the name of the school. It doesn't necessarily connotate a direction. And if you're coming from Iowa City, it's actually Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, good job. But anyways, there. I guess we have officially made the stance. And by the way, you can both be and you. You can be. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. Um, yes, as far as Northwestern is concerned, this, the the not sexy enough deal. Okay, but they win games. They you have to give Northwestern credit for figuring out ways to win football games. If you win them ugly or if you win them sexy, in the end, people look at your overall record at the end of the season. And I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Playing good defense is sexy. It is to me. Yeah. Playing smart football. Also, also sexy. sexy. Yes. And having good quarterback play. Sexy, sexy. And if you go back into the somewhat recent history, you know, back to the Bazinez years and, you know, through the aughts of the 2000s, I don't know. That offense was, I would even go so far as to say a bit dynamic. Oh, they've had some historically, you know, over the years, really good offenses. I yeah. mean, well, I mean, just look at, they were really the second power five team to adopt the modern spread read option offense. They were, they were number two. Yeah. Clemson was first. Yeah. Northwestern second. And they deserve credit for that. They do. They brought people, it to the big people 10. Forget that thing. And uh, big 10 had to adjust. There they got go. their asses kicked by it, by them at first. Yeah. Hated going against Northwestern oh. quarterbacks all those time. All right. So since we just 
spoke uh, in not so glowing terms. We'll go with Nebraska right now. Um, so the first one I'm going to say is kind of a, a toss aside. I'm an Iowa fan, right? We know that. I will be completely honest with you. As much as I enjoyed Nebraska getting dragged on the NFL draft night by bringing up the Joe Burrow thing, oh, man. it is overplayed. It and is it's so really, overplayed. it's it, it's not like, okay, nobody knew Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow no. two years ago. Of course not. And by the way, Joe People Burrow wasn't Joe Burrow. He, he was not. His first year at the LSU. He was not. Um, and, okay, just just switching Joe Burrow from a purple uniform to a red one, it didn't mean he was going to throw 50 touchdowns with two no. picks or whatever his insane that, stats were. At Nebraska. LSU he, he was worked, a perfect he, storm oh last it year. It was a perfect storm. Absolutely. Like, it's it's just it's overplayed and stupid. It's dumb. I mean, uh, so uh, obviously not a Nebraska fan. I am annoyed as shit about that Joe Burrow. I am it's, so tired of hearing about it. It was weird. It was just weird that like why would you fault Scott Frost for saying you know I recruited this quarterback that fits our system perfectly. He's exactly what I want. Why would I bring somebody else in? I agree. I agree. I know. Okay. Um, the actual Nebraska one. So Nebraska, you got two. Hopefully that makes you a, a little bit special, but I do understand where they're coming from with this. For the most part, the thing is Nebraska getting better odds to win the big 10 sure. than like Minnesota and Iowa. Yeah. Nebraska getting picked by a ton of people, including people we really like and respect like Brett at pick six yep. going into the 2019 season. Right. Nebraska fans don't set the odds in Vegas and Nebraska no. fans don't, do the printing and prognosticating from pick six and Phil Steele and whatnot. Like they, they don't do that. So, but I suspect they do a lot of betting on their own team. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a hunch I have. And I would say, cause there's the, <laughs> the betting odds have got to come from somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest with you, it made way more sense last year because there was, there was momentum going at the end of the year in 2018. Oh, I thought they were going to be better last year. And their schedule was fantastic. Yeah. It's set up. This year doesn't make much sense to me because I don't even think Nebraska fans are overly as – like, Nebraska fans' expectations on their team, they're they're down than uh, – you know, they're, they're in the more, you know, this is what we expect deal because they look at the last half of that schedule. So that, sure. to me, is what it's weird this year about the Vegas odds. Um Anyways, that's that's what I would add there. No, I I mean I, I agree with them. They're they're not making the ads. They're not writing the yep. the previews. Yeah. All right. Your turn. All right. Moving on. Let's see. Who do I got next? Okay. Let's go with the Michigan Wolverines, my favorite non-Illinois Big Ten football <laughs> program. So they get ragged are you, on. Are you picking up the sarcasm? Because I'm laying it on pretty thick. That's what so you're... they get ragged on quite a bit for not being Ohio State, right? And they get treated as if they're kind of just a middling Big Ten program in some ways, right? Agreed. You're not winning the Big Ten. What's wrong with you? You're terrible. You're just a middling, average, six-win team. But you look back at the, the, the seasons that Harbaugh has had, and he puts together a lot of wins. There's a lot of wins in there. There's a lot of wins. Yeah. And you see a couple losses. There's still a pretty damn good program. And this they don't is get where enough credit. I don't. Think, I, I if in some ways, and I am guilty. And, of this and too. I think the I think the conundrum that Michigan fans are in is that they want to say what we're saying right now, 
But they realize if they say that, they're essentially saying, hey, look at us. We always win nine to ten games every year. Yeah, they don't want to say that. They don't want no, to say they that. No, they don't. Because then that brings you down where you're, does. you're essentially self-owning yourself yeah. a little bit there. So that is, Ooh, that is that a is conundrum, the, isn't it? That is the conundrum of being a Michigan fan right now, especially when you compare it to their history for the past 30 years. They've had some extremely elite teams in there. Don't get me wrong. And, yes, I'm putting 97 in there. Um, but 40, 50 years, they it's, right now are who they are, right? who they yeah. are. Yes. Now they, they don't currently get owned as much as they have been Ohio state. This is cr- insane. How many, yeah, it is amazing. The, the record versus Ohio state, it's gotta be 15, 20 years, but just, you know, another, another thing I'd like to, to, uh, point out. So I was thinking like, you know, equal, somewhat equal, uh, team, from the Big Ten as compared to Michigan to the SEC. Okay. I would say Florida. Yeah. They have been be way more consistent. Way more consistent than Florida. Well, last five years, ten years. They have. They have. You don't hear people dragging Florida that bad. No, you don't. But point, right? Yeah. Point, point taken? I like it. Okay. All right. That is me, right? You're up. You're up. Let's go with the yeah. – we'll go with the Minnesota Golden Gophers. This one is from my buddy – Ryan Selesky. Okay. Do not follow him on Twitter. He's a horrible Twitter person. He never tweets or does anything. You always say, hey, make sure you follow that guy on Twitter. There's no reason to follow Ryan on Twitter. I don't think he wants anybody Do to I say him. that? We all say it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, hey, be sure to follow blah, blah, blah on Twitter. You hear it on every podcast. Now that I think about this it. This is a joke. I know Ryan pretty okay. well. He will laugh at that because, okay. yeah, it's it's funny. But he he I think he gets Twitter for information. He does not tweet. Is Ryan, step up your Twitter game. <laughs> okay. This I get. This one I totally get. It is uh, PJ sucks. Hate that guy. Oh, man. He's never going to win. The second PJ wins, oh, he's not going to stay. Right. The whole thing, you know, if you don't like PJ, you like PJ. He's going to stay or going to go. Somehow it's always maneuvered and moved around as a negative versus Minnesota. And because to me that's a that is a knock on Minnesota the, the the football program yeah it is like you're you're assuming as a non gopher fan sports writer whatever oh well of course he's just started winning he's gonna leave no that's yeah, it's, not it does seem like maybe is this accurate people like to move the goalposts on PJ like at first it's like he's never gonna succeed in the Big Ten there you go and then once he did it's like well he's never gonna stay in the Big Ten there you go so yeah. The, the moving the goalpost thing, that's a that's a, probably even better way to put it. So here's my question about PJ. There, there's not a, I don't see a whole lot of places he would leave Bingo. and go to. I just don't. He's a Midwestern guy. I don't see him, like, taking – I don't know. Could you see him taking, like, a Florida State or a USC? Maybe. It Maybe. would be hard to pass up. But I will say his status amongst just general college football fans – has took a gigantic step up. Like oh, he yeah. Is way more respected than he's ever been. Definitely. But I could see him. T- so I, get, I guess what I'm saying is I think he wants to stay in the Midwest. So I think he might even pass up. But wouldn't he fit at USC? I think he would, actually. But then the one that, that I mean, isn't that I he think a little no- Pete Carroll-ish? Yeah, he kind of is, isn't he? Like, I, I definitely think, um, you know, uh, USC and UCLA are – they're they're fixing for a coaching change yeah. soon, both of them. 
those would be the two spots I would be most nervous about if I was a Minnesota I don't fan. think I'd be concerned about UCLA because I don't know this, but it just doesn't seem like their administration knows what the and, hell they're doing. And, and so I, he well, must and know then that. they're inside a conference that doesn't know what they're doing. Correct. So that brings you back to a, probably a point, you know, I, you were maybe going to make, but assuming all these other places that PJ is going to go, you have to take a ton of them off the list because they're a step down from yeah. Minnesota, an obvious step down. Right. Then you're going to take a ton of them off the list because they ain't going to pay what the Big Ten pays. Well, that's true. I mean, I and again, I don't really know. It just seems like UCLA is so screwed up. Are they going to pay him what he wants, what he's going to need to make? I don't know. Yeah. To leave. Right. Notre Dame comes to mind. I could see that maybe. But see, now that doesn't seem like a fit to me at all. You don't think so? No. Hmm. Why? They're so proper. It, it just... Notre Dame is the brand, so for them to let PJ bring in well, the boat brand, and that not come, gonna not gonna mix. Well, that brings another point: is that his his boat brand does limit him somewhat, because yeah, they don't Notre Dame doesn't want that overshadowing the Irish, the Golden Dome, etc. And maybe the thought process would be: Are you kidding me? I don't need my brand anymore. I'm just gonna coach because I'm at Notre Dame. I will get the players right. Now. Correct. He could. He could. He could. He could switch that real quick. Yes. He'd probably do that at USC too, if that's where he went. Sure. This is what makes PJ interesting. This stuff, right? I mean, here. like USC and Notre Dame are not putting an oar on their their I uniform. I can't see that being the case. No. But they don't need to put an oar. They don't need to. Okay. You, obviously, you have to do that at Western Michigan. Correct. And unfortunately, I don't think we're disparaging Minnesota too much here. It's, it's you sure had to go to Minnesota. He, he yeah. had to start sticking himself out from yeah. other programs in the Big Ten. All right, that was a good one. Yeah. Nice little convo there. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Indiana Hoosiers. All right. Well, Indiana, just a basketball school. And this from at Hoosier Al, 111, our big buddy. Great Alex. follow. Great follow. Yeah, he is a good follow. Uh, this is his words, not mine. We haven't won a damn natty in basketball since the Reagan administration. Basically, he loves his Hoosiers basketball. Don't get him wrong. But he's saying there are Hoosier football fans. We are passionate about our team. We love our Hoosiers. Yes, there are Hoosier f football fans. Everyone. And since we've done the podcast, we've gotten to know yes. a lot of Indiana football fans. I really like Indiana football fans. They're great. They're awesome. They're, I don't know what else to say. They're not a-holes. Nope. They kind of. They're engaged, but not too much. They, 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 they do also seem to have a knowledge of other teams. It's not like, I don't know, like. They they, they kind of they can take the temperature of the rest of the conference. Seems I, like to me. I don't know, like realistically. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, that's a that is a great way of putting it. Um, I typically like Indiana people. I found I I they're a, they're they're blue collar. Like it, it's just like Indianapolis. The, the Indianapolis is a blue collar city, but it's still you know a metropolis. It's got it's yeah. got some you know good. Spent the first twelve years of my life living in Indiana. So, uh, would you agree with my assessment? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, had a great time. So, so why shouldn't those people be allowed to enjoy their their football program and and wins? And they also have a realistic expectation of their own team, but still want to improve. And that's a big deal. Yes. All right. Next one up is uh, our old buddy Sean Dwyer at Dougie D underscore two three Michigan State. So the the this this one is this one's got a little history to it a little bit. Okay. Topical or. To date, a little bit, but mm -hmm. Michigan State was only good because Michigan and Penn State were down. And Ohio State? 
at well, times. So, well, really just one, uh, one year. Yeah. So it is BS. Like, Well, I think that applies to any Big Ten team correct. not named Ohio, Ohio State. State. And it just so happens that 100%. Michigan State's been— I would say, uh, real quick, I would say any Big Ten team not named Ohio, Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State. Yeah, that's fair. But my, my point being— they were so Michigan State was so good for so long that they got that moniker just thrown on them kind of permanently, right? Yep. But you look at any t- like Illinois went in two thousand one just because the rest of the Big Ten wasn't any good. Yep. Um, you know Purdue went in two thousand. Well, the rest of the conference was, wasn't any good. I was had that. Iowa two thousand two. They the rest of the conference wasn't or four whatever yep. wasn't wasn't any good. So yeah, that's a th- I th- I think a thing that just happens. But this is a compliment to Michigan State. They've been so competitive for so long that it, that they just kind of. That is always hung on them. Yeah. And it's it's unfair. I mean, and the thing is that I would point to on Michigan State, they won games because they beat the tar out of you on defense. They typically ran the ball yeah. pretty well. And people forget, they always had a very timely passing game. Think of the quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins yeah. and um, um, Cook. Connor, th- Cook. Connor Cook that went into the NFL. I mean, these were – really good quarterbacks and we've joked on the podcast before it was like they had a wide receiver machine that just pumped out these talented wide Hoyer. receivers like people forget that yeah, that's Burris true. was from michigan state right. like i know that predates d'antonio but the point i'm trying to make is you win a lot of football games in any conference at any point if you're playing great defense running the ball and have a timely passing game yeah. they don't have to apologize to anybody no. for for winning those games yeah no. Another thing I'd like to say too, I'm just going to add this, uh, Sean, Michigan State fans, they they had they've had a couple bad years in a row, right? Right. Like, but bad was still going to bowl games. Correct. I'd like to point that out. Okay. Right. Like, typically bad for teams is like going two and ten, sure, three and nine type of deal. And I've now seen lists where like Michigan, you know, you see those lists on Twitter, like here's my ranking tiered of teams, like elite championship. Yeah. Yeah. They've they've been put down into trash. Yes, I know. Come I've on. seen that. I've seen that recently. Which, by the way, I, Trash, I think the, the thing I, I'm most looking forward to with sports coming back is not having to see a list for a while. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Just, I, I'm so sorry. really usually you just love lists and rankings. And yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, you know who, who I heard from? Are we gonna do Penn State well, pretty, pretty soon here? We well next one. We'll go. You go. You, you're is next. It perks? But, uh, oh yeah. Of okay. Because yeah. I got something. Okay. To see. He, oh, yeah. he reached out to me. Okay. Uh, so my, I'm up, right? Yep. Okay. I'm going to go with Maryland. Okay. Now, I've reached out to some Maryland people. You didn't get back to me. So I'm making one up for you. And we'll see We'll see how this goes. Yeah. I'm just going okay. to spitball here. They're a sleeping giant that's never going to wake up. There's so much talent in the DMV area, but they never take advantage of it. They're incompetent. They're never going to be competitive. I'm, I'm struggling to... We're supposed to counteract. I know. I I'm not sure I can counter. But, but there's, a little bit, <laughs> there's a little bit of spiteness going on right now because you made the attempt I to Maryland fans. Yeah. It's your and fault, they, Maryland fans. Yeah, to get back to you on that. Um, I mean, these things are true. They. Uh, I will say true. this. There's no, there's nothing much preventing them from becoming a really, really good team. I mean, it's... it's there's like, not a ton of history there, don't get me wrong. And The best, the best Maryland this? football history is from... Uh, the Fridge. Uh, Oh, for Freebridge. Okay, I was gonna say the uh, the quote from uh, um, Wedding Crashers. You know, oh, the, the crab, crab cakes, cakes and, and football. football. That's what, we what do. Maryland that, does. That's one of the best historic things with Maryland football. 
Yeah, Boomer Sison. You got the Boomer in there. But there has been good Maryland teams. No, they've had some good teams. And they have a direct conduit of talent. So it's there. It is definitely there as possible. I'd say it's like a rich man's Rutgers. Like the, yeah. they, they should be able to succeed more than Rutgers. They've got all that talent right there. But you gotta you gotta keep it at home. You, I mean, look, everyone recruits the MV. It's yep. not like you know yep. you're just sitting there and you, you get to pick anyone you want. But yep. they, they get talent, so they just gotta they gotta find someone to coach them up. If you are, yeah, I mean, if you are picking up a bit of, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Frustration. Uh, None. Anyways, long story short, we don't have a lot of faith in your current. No, we don't. So that would be why we are being a bit, a bit, you know. And if you don't like it, come at me, bro. Yeah, but they probably won't. They won't. (laughs) I tried. All right. So next up, Penn State. Yeah, it's our boy Perkins. So I, I just wanted to say this. He reached out to me specifically to tell me that there are 99 days until football starts. Okay. Thank so you. The, Thank you, Perk. The joke is there's 99 days until football starts. So, so what Perk, 98 now. 98. So what Perk wanted to do was do a jersey of everybody in the Big Ten. Oh, okay. So that would be the countdown. So you just you we would mix it around and say, you know, 97 days left, Shaka Tony. Okay. Is, you know, he goes, what do you think? And I go, you know, I think it's a great idea. I think Kurt would rather jump off the Hennepin County Bridge than yes. actually conduct this list. I'm, so I'm close I'm to sorry. the Lowry Bridge. Will that work? <laughs> Lowry's fine. I'm going with Lowry. <laughs> We're trying to make a big splash here. Um, okay. So his whole thing, which I totally get, is Penn State, even though they've had a ton of success, even though I do believe, you know, a ton of national media writers and people have tons of respect for the Penn State football program. There's the top tier list that we all know, which is Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. I think Oklahoma's there. I think you have to put Oklahoma in okay. there because they I just mean, keep making the playoffs. playoffs. You can't so keep them out of it. Then there seems to be the next group of teams yep. that people talk about. They throw out Georgia. Georgia for sure. LSU sneaks in there a lot. I mean, you have to at least give them credit. They they did it last year, so you, it's it's hard to – not give them credit. Right. So the issue here is why isn't Penn State included in that? Because they should be. This has been an extremely well, – go ahead. I can tell you a couple reasons. First of all, they're in the Big Ten, hmm. and they're not in the SEC. Yep. But second of all, they haven't made the playoff. They haven't made the playoff. Um, yes, uh, uh, Georgia has made the playoff Correct. once. I mean, they got to the championship game. Yep. Is that – alone like that situation right there is that alone supposed to carry so much weight like no, so not, much weight has been put on the yeah. college football playoffs to me that is that's ridiculous well i think we all know how i feel about the college football playoff, right that it's um taking attention away from everybody except for about six teams correct and i think it's a bad thing overall for college football but yeah it's it's a shame that they don't get more recognition i mean they've been the clear number two team to the you know the great Ohio State for ever since really Franklin. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, so and Penn State's that, they had sanctions they had overcome. So Penn State's AP finishes the last four years seven, eight, seventeen, and nine. Okay, so that's three finishes inside the top, top 10. ten. Yeah, that's pretty good. So basically, if you're in the next three or four teams, you 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 were the first team out, right. one of the first teams out from getting into the top four playoffs. Yep. I, I would think so. That in and of itself puts it up to 
being compared to Georgia. The other thing is they have to go through Ohio State every season. Yeah. Georgia doesn't have to go through Alabama every season. They just got to get to the to the point. They Georgia and one hundred percent. Another thing to point out. Thanks for bringing that up. I would much rather be in the pretty darn meh SEC East. The SEC East has been meh, or at least underrated from how they are, you know, just absolutely, you know, fawned over by ESPN and the like. It's not, it has, I would much rather get through that to get to the SEC championship. You have a one game shot to beat right. Alabama right. or whoever comes out of the West. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, it's it's justified, I think. I, I definitely think it's justified. I like it's the part of this, you know, um, uh, exercise is to it's not just your team that gets, you know, dogged. Lots of our teams, uh, pretty much everybody team get dogged. Then it's your it's your thought process as a fan, not of that team to believe if that fan base has something to actually complain about. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree in this Penn State. In this case, with Penn State, they I, do. I sympathize. Yep. Go. Yeah. All right. And I think pretty much everyone that's been brought up, I can, I can understand. I do. The, I don't think any thing. of these no. are. Okay. All right. All right. So now I'm up. Okay. Yeah. Last one. My last one. Okay. Who do I have left? I'm going with University of Illinois. This one. This is the one that came to me right away, and I tried to think of a better one. And there's plenty of ways I could have gone, but I just kept coming back to this. Illinois one has no fans. Illinois fans suck. But I hear it all the time. Well, first of all, they have no fans. The enrollment's fifty thousand students. I mean, they they literally broke fifty thousand students. And I've heard you I've heard you complain about that a lot. So there's fans out there. Um, okay, I'll give you for instance, not football, but remember the Iowa basketball game yeah. last. I mean, did you see a better atmosphere in college basketball last year than that? Okay, so now we're I, okay. I kind of feel like we're talking about two different well, we kind things of are. because it's and then there's a difference between an Illinois football fan and Illinois basketball. Okay, fan. anybody that that so thinks the Illinois basketball fans aren't passionate are okay. They're crazy. So I can tell you from experience when Illinois is good at football, the fans are passionate. They show up. I got news for you, whoever you are, whatever team you you cheer for. If you've sucked for 25 years, your fans are not going to show up. But then the ones that show up get ragged on. Well, those, I mean, how can you rag on, those have got to be some yeah. of the best It's damned if, It's damned if you do, damned if you don't, yeah. type of deal. And yeah. I'm not sure if I'm getting the, the point across exactly the way no, you I are, want I, to. The, only th- the other one you put out there was that you have bad fans. I mean, I don't think Illinois, like, there are bad Illinois fans, just like there's bad fans of any fan I, I get base. a little embarrassed of our basketball fans. Okay. I, 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 I remember I put a tweet out after Iowa beat Illinois in the back. Oh, I, I mean... People were coming out of the woodwork to I, just like I get a to, to jump on me, and I'm like, "Holy cow!" I've spent all this time on Twitter. I tweet things. I tweet basketball <laughs> things, and all of a sudden, that one day, like because I guess that specific loss pissed Illinois fans off so much. Holy cow! I thought I, I thought pitchforks were gonna start coming. You know, I, I mean, I find myself DMing fans of other teams to apologize and say I'm actually on your side on this argument. That's another story. Yeah. Let's do a the basketball podcast one day one of those days okay but yes obviously but gigantic you- enrollment there are trust me there are a ton of illinois football fans you need you just need a spark to ignite the fire but i guess maybe the most frustrating thing is is the illinois fans suck part because 
I, I get it. They're not selling out the stadium. But the ones that are showing up, don't you have to give them credit for really sticking it out? Yeah, 100%. That's weird. Like, haha, you're at the game. Yeah. That's weird. I know. Me. I mean, I it's know. not your fault. The stadium is only half full. Right. You're, you're part of the stadium that's filling the good half yeah. of. Yeah. All right. So I guess that leaves last the Iowa Hawkeyes. I purposely left Iowa last because if you are not an Iowa fan, you perhaps don't want to listen to the rest of this. So I, I'm, I was I was trying to be courteous with this, but I feel like I could list 15 things that just annoy the heck out of me. One of them being that we already talked about. Oh, it's not sexy enough. Sure. And I, then and then you get a little bit right. Roll that into the Wisconsin thing. Ugh, Iowa doesn't win the big games. I think something like over the last five years, there's only eight teams, FB, FBS teams, that have won more games than Iowa. So it's like, Iowa's just not good enough. Who, Which fan base are you a fan of, sir? Sure. And I'll call two out right now. And go back to the Iowa discussion. State and Tennessee. Iowa State's been dung forever. Right. And Tennessee has been dung for 20 years. Yes. Okay, I know and Tennessee has... A great Done tradition. Greater, sure. Great traditions, but been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. while. Congratulations on the huge bowl win over Iowa in 2014 when Iowa overhauled the whole football program after that because of that. It's been a hot minute. Jeez. For, for the Vols, yeah. Dude, Vols fans are. They're the worst fan base in college Thank football. you. Yeah. So you, you've seen me tweet that out. I've, uh, I just, I I just not, tweeted out recently. I have not seen you tweet that out. I, but. Just today, I, read it, I tweeted out, Tennessee fans are the true virus. Oh, yeah. Tennis, they are. Absolute worst in college football. Dead Thank last. You. Thank you. Okay. Um, another one. I don't one. even have any reason to interact with them. I still know that. They just find you. They just, Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a virus. Another one. Drives me nuts. This was uh, an interaction it was back in February I had. Different fan base. <laughs> um, um, Iowa Something plays. Something tells me there's going to be a list here. We're not I'm almost gonna... done. I could have listed off, no joke, 12 things. This lack of speed, another one, drives you nuts. Yeah. Um, uh, the Iowa plays a weak non-conference schedule. That that doesn't that just doesn't. But then also somehow mixes in with how Iowa State is the up-and-coming program and is sexier to to follow. Right. Well, that's odd. How do you have a weak non-conference program when you pay home and away every two years with another team from a Power Five conference yep. that apparently has you know, coaching Jesus in Matt Campbell there. I mean, it's not. Oh, by the way, we beat them five years in a row. You beat many, Iowa State. It's it, it. You should beat them. If we ever did get beat by Iowa State, it's been a long time. I had no kids the last time Iowa got beat by Iowa State. You know, there's a lot of Power Five programs that do not play a Power Five program outside of conference. So when Iowa plays nine conference games, like everybody else in the Big Ten, and Iowa State, that would be ten. And Out by the 12. way, that, that additional game is a rivalry game, which makes it more difficult. So, okay. Okay, now finally get to the one that I actually... Oh, this is the real one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm here. This this is more recent, but it happens every spring. So, well, fall and spring, I should say. Iowa lines up to play tons of teams. And it's, well, here come the Iowa Hawkeyes. You know, not the most talented raster, Bob, yeah. but I tell you what, you know, well-coached team, blah, blah, blah. Disciplined. Yep, disciplined. And it's great to be called a well-coached discipline team. And dis- yeah, I'm not trying to disparage that. Yeah. But then magically, in the spring, after the NFL draft is ramping up and gone, wow, how does Iowa replace all that talent that they lost? 
how can you be two things at once? So mostly I'm talking about a lot of hypocrisy here. There's a ton of hypocrisy all over the place with these, but that drives me nuts. Well, like, and you just you look at the lists again. We were you know you know how much I love my lists, but of of the most draft picks of power five teams in the last whatever 10 years 20 years i was always on that list of, of top teams that put talent into the nfl so i mean how many years do how they have can... to replace talent with more talent before you say i was probably going to have another couple talented guys that they're going to get drafted next year well i mean again. it hasn't happened yet so it's at least what 40 or 45 so I it's don't ridiculous i guess we have to hit the half century like, mark the list off the top of my head of people we're never going to replace. A.J. Epinesa. Impossible. Josie Jewell. Never. Uh, Desmond King. You can't know, do it. Just, they're gone. Yeah. They're, they're, well, can't, can't do anything about it. How many years does Phil Parker have to put a top? We're not just talking about top 30 defense. It's typically a top 10 or 15 yeah, defense. Usually. A.J. Epinesa hasn't been on every single defense the last five years. Yeah. You know? know? I'm with you on this one. And, I, and, and Phil Parker, I could throw another one there. People start listing off the great defensive coordinators in the game of college football. How is Phil Parker's name not on that list? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But, but that that intertwines in with the, you know, just the overall lack of can't replace it because I don't know. I mean, I can say from an Illinois perspective, leading up to an Iowa game, people say, well, you know, it's not like they're that much more talented than us, and I'm like. Well, actually, they're quite a bit more talented than us. Uh, yes. And and I'm not trying to make it sound like we do have as much talent as Penn State or Ohio State. We no. definitely we definitely no. do not. But you get frustrating when you hear it when we're going to play Boston College. The sure. one that drove me the most nuts historically was before we played Georgia Tech in the Orange Bowl. Mm. It was... How is Iowa going to... Was that a thing? Oh, my God, dude. No kidding. We were, we were four-and-a-half-point dogs in that Well, I know you were game. dogs. I remember that game well. I never bet on Iowa. Never bet on, on or against Iowa. Actually, sometimes I do bet against Iowa because you can get the double positive where... Sure. Iowa, yeah, know. I do that, too. Okay. But, but never bet on Iowa to cover a spread because there's too many bad things that can happen. They could win by, you know, not, not enough points or whatever. But yeah. in this case, Iowa was getting points. And I just remember thinking, we don't have talent like Adrian Claiborne and Broderick. But dude, that that and defensive line was stacked. I'm like, well, and they're going to shut down that option team and and munch them. And that's exactly what happened. That's just one of those examples of like anytime Iowa plays, especially like a team from the South or whatever. Like, oh boy. Well, I mean, you know, you get you get a month to prepare for a, an offense that really just takes good coaching and discipline to stop, which is exactly what they had. I yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember that being the, the talent part being a thing, though. Thanks for being on my side with that one. Yeah. Obviously, I just, uh, you know, I basically screamed into the microphone. Sorry for people driving down the road that ears are ringing and bleeding a little bit. But this was fun, though. That was fun. Of, did you yeah. wind up? I think, did, can I say this? Did you wind up liking that more than you thought you were when I pitched it to you a couple yeah, weeks ago? Yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You and, can come up with the next one, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I, I can Good. work on something. Okay. Think about it. All right. Okay. Have you watched. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, I, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Okay, tonight I did not tonight. watch it last night. Okay. So, just for background for the, those listening, I've kind of seen it before, but it was one of those things where I was kind of distracted doing other yep. things around my apartment. Yep. Like I was, I don't know, working on some stupid project or something, and right. I just so I, I was not fully engaged. This time you will be very engaged. Yes, it will be. It will be engaging. Um, 
And I do like Wes Anderson. He's one of my favorite. Directors. Another list we can throw out anytime. Yeah, I'm, we should I'm ready to do, do Wes Anderson list anytime. Yeah, I think maybe we should do that. He's up there. Okay. Yeah. All right. But he's he's kind of like Tarantino for me. He's kind of hit or miss. That's fair. Yeah. More hits than miss, though. Probably. Yeah. But he's also just so unique. Very unique. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You good? Yeah, I'm good, baby. I am Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon.